Hey everyone, welcome to the Ocean Lovers Podcast. I'm Kirsty, and I'm currently majoring in marine biology. I'm Erica, and I work as a naturalist and marine science educator. Every week we chat about lots of ocean-related topics and have special guests join us to talk about why they love the ocean and what they do to protect it. We hope you enjoy this episode, so let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ocean Lovers Podcast. I'm Kirsty, And I'm Erica. And we have a very special guest on the podcast today. I'm really excited to chat with her. This is an OG whale nerd on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy. We have Caitlin Taylor joining us on the podcast. And this is somebody that's I've been listening to for a long time on the Whale Nerds podcast. Yes. Um, never met you face to face, I don't think yet, but you're an inspiration to me. And I love listening to you because you're so knowledgeable and so well-spoken. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Caitlin. Oh, thanks. You guys are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Eric and I actually, we worked in the Monterey fleet. Um, at yes. the same time for a little while, but I was like so consumed by boat shifts that I never went anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Which boat were you on? I wasn't there in 2018. Uh, oh, that was when I was getting eaten alive in the office. Um, I had just switched over to uh, Discovery and JNM, and I was managing both those companies. And so I just ah. like basically rode my bike down the street to go sleep in my bed and shower, oh and God. then was at the office otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I was over in Moss Landing, so a little yeah. farther away, but yeah, probably saw you out on the water. Definitely. Yeah, you saw my boats in the boatyard every day, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited yeah. to finally meet you. So yeah. We are just going to chat today, but before we get too far, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Yes. So don't think okay. too hard about the answers, just whatever comes to mind. It's Pine like apples. our icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. We love to do these when we have guests. So I, we think it's a lot of fun. Okay. okay. So first question, a fun fact about yourself. Oh no. <laughs> How do we really get bad... that response every time? <laughs> I have a really bad mask tan line right now. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> Like it's so can you Love see it? it? Oh, I can see it. <laughs> it's so bad. You're probably not alone in that. Pretty much anyone that works out on the water might have a mask tan line yeah. at the moment. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So there's your fun fact. <laughs> I love it. All right. Question number two: a favorite place that you've traveled to, and also a place you would like to travel to in the future. Mm. Uh, not whale related. My favorite place is Spain. Ooh. Um, I really like the, the Mediterranean side, like especially around Barcelona, um, whale related. That's tough. It's <laughs> a lot yeah. of great places to I see know. whales. Mm -hmm. I kind of try to always plan my vacations around whales now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> so, yeah. So places I want to go to, um, I definitely want to do Australia and New Zealand Ooh, um, yes. when it's safe to do that. So that's big on my list. And then also um, I've been work. I worked on the East coast this last summer. And so I do want to go to like Tadasac and stuff in Canada. Cause it's actually driving <sighs> distance, but the border with Canada has been closed. So yeah, they're really strict right now. Yeah. I want to go to Canada but, too. Yeah. So badly. So that'd be my two places. Yeah. Cool. And last but not least, what Marine animal best describes your personality oh, and why? <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought about a Marine animal that way. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) So the job that I have now, that was an interview question. They asked me what whale best describes my personality. Best describes your personality? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I feel like humpback whale is so cliche, but like there's such a generalist. I I think that was my answer. (laughs) You know, like. It's an easy one charismatic and yeah I mean I feel like that's such a cliche answer though I feel like I could come up with a better one (laughs) if I had time to think about it we'll take that one well maybe we'll ask you again at the end (laughs) (laughs) maybe it'll change (laughs) yeah we'll see yay thank you so So, let's get into it yeah tell us a little bit about you maybe like where you grew up Mm -hmm. what how how you started loving the ocean how you became a whale nerd all of the stuff yeah okay uh so originally i grew up in the pacific northwest in uh oregon just outside of portland a town called oregon city if you actually won the end of the oregon trail game you were supposed to end up somewhere in the realm of oregon city the computer (laughs) game if you didn't die along the way played that all the time in (laughs) elementary school (laughs) so um and i grew up mostly inland like it, there's a lot of rivers and uh freshwater ecosystems and forests and um I played sports and rode horses and that kind of stuff but it wasn't really like we didn't have a boat we didn't go kayaking anything like that we'd go swim in the river um late summer when it was finally not freezing cold because it's <laughs> from snow melt mm-hmm. um but we would go to the beach every year out to Cannon Beach and seaside Oregon and so like I learned how to tide pool at Haystack Rock and um, my mom's a little bit intense when it comes to vacations which is like (laughs) fine with me but like we literally would take flashlights to go catch the low tide before sunrise you know like (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so pick up sand dollars and we'd uh sweet talk whoever had a telescope and uh or a spotting (laughs) scope and be like can we look at look at the puffins on the rock like can we look at your spotting scope or whatever and sometimes there's like interpreters there that had that kind of equipment or like little uh uh like fish tanks that they'd put things from the tide pools in and we'd check it out but a lot of the time we'd just go on our own like we bought a tide pool book and we were like I don't know it looks like this like (laughs) let's just figure it out in the field so um and I'm sure I went well books you recommend later on oh yeah um (laughs) Well, I used to use one called be- like the Beachcombers Guide to the Pacific Northwest. It was like a little, pretty small, like easy to carry. It wasn't very thick or heavy. I even think the pages were kind of like water resistant. They were kind of waxy. So that was nice. Um, but then when I was in college, I had like this actual like coffee table sized book of Pacific invertebrates of the inner title. And I think I can look it up and send it to you guys, but awesome. it's like, I still have it because it's such a good guy yeah um and it does like subtitle and stuff too so if you're like snorkeling or scuba diving or whatever and you want to look at all that kind of stuff it goes by like different uh tide heights and things oh that's really cool so yeah we had to study out of that when I was in college it was kind of cool but also kind (laughs) of (laughs) crazy um so yeah so I grew up going to the coast um one summer having fun doing that kind of stuff, eating saltwater taffy and looking at tide mm. pools. <laughs> the best. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we went whale watching at some point when I was younger, but I don't really remember it. Um, and then the first wild whales I ever remember seeing were, I think Southern residents. Mm. Um, 
I, I tried oh, wow. to find the photos when I was at home uh, during Christmas because I was going through a bunch of photos with my parents, like cleaning things. And I did, I couldn't find that pile. I didn't get to that pile. It's somewhere still in my parents' room. Um, but I had like a little like wind up camera, like point and shoot, yes. like those disposable ones. <laughs> yes. And uh, I tried to take pictures of them from shore. Oh. So it's like yeah. a black speck That's on the cool. horizon. I know, yeah. right? I have no idea if any of them. I remember like getting them developed and being stoked on it. Oh. But like now, if I looked at it, I'm sure yeah. I'd be like, what is this? Why do we have these? I love that. So, yeah. That's and then, cool. uh, yeah. So I just kind of like, I was always interested in animals, like thought maybe I'd want to be a veterinarian. Then I got to mm-hmm. college and realized how much college it is to be a mm-hmm. veterinarian. And yeah. I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I went through the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when I got to college, I took a class about whales, like a pass, no pass, one weekend class out at our coastal campus at Oregon state, which is in Newport, Oregon. I was like, how hard could it be? You know, Mm. Phil's an elective credit. Sounds easy. I get to go to the coastal campus for a weekend. Cool. And it's taught by Jim Sumich. Who's like the God of gray whales. I didn't know that at the time, (laughs) but, um, I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I was like, whales are so awesome. Like I kept asking these questions and Jim was like, Caitlin, science does not know the answer to your question. And I was like, what, how do you not know that? Like, Why? It's, not that it's like not that complicated of a question. He's like, listen, if you study whales, you will understand. Mm-hmm. And so that really like sparked my interest. And so then I came home from that class and like changed my major to marine biology because I was wow. like, this is it. This yeah. is what I want to do. What were you studying so, before that? Did you say? Uh, just general biology. And then I was kind of debating between like genetics or just staying general biology or whatever. Um, I was actually working in a lab funded by Howard Hughes Medical Institute, uh, working on mycobacteria phage. So viruses that attack mycobacteria and mycobacteria has a medical application. It's the same family uh, that leprosy and tuberculosis belong mm. to. Oh, wow. So, um, and there's a big issue with like, uh, antibiotic, antibiotic resistance with those, uh, diseases. And so they're looking at maybe using viruses to combat the disease within the human body, but they just don't know enough about the viruses to know if that's safe. So I was just doing like basic, like Hmm. field sampling and genetic, like cultivating them in the lab and that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, So yeah, it was really posh. It was like really well-funded. But like, mm-hmm. all you do is make plates of auger and then <laughs> grow bacteria on them and then put the viruses on the bacteria and watch the virus eat the bacteria. That's kind of cool. And yeah. It smells bad and it's really not that exciting. <laughs> like I'd go, of- home, I'd go home or go to the gym and like, I'd work up a sweat and I'd be like, I smell like bacteria. Oh, that's <laughs> gross. <laughs> that's funny. When I was in college studying marine biology, I was working in a lab similar, but I was extracting DNA from ma- mouse poop. So it was mm. kind of similar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just decided like after I took that class and after I like really was not feeling fulfilled at the lab, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm doing something different. So um, when I was in college, I just like worked on campus though. Like I worked as a tour guide and freshman mm-hmm. orientation leader and worked at the gym and that kind of stuff. Um, 
And then we had a field intensive program at Oregon State for marine biology, which was cool. So I got to spend a whole 10 weeks taking classes and we spent just as much time out in the field as we did in class. And we had a saltwater lab that like we could do experiments in and like we brought samples in to do uh, like key using keys, dichotomous keys and like uh, Mm -hmm. doing sketches and like all that kind of stuff, which was really cool. cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when I finished school, I was like, well, I think I really want to do this whale thing. (laughs) I had worked for a whale watch company one summer on the historic bayfront in Newport, uh, Marine Discovery Tours. And they watched gray whales in the summer, but like we could never guarantee whale sightings, Mm -hmm. at least not Mm -hmm. back then. So I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to go back there necessarily. Um, And so like my last year of college during winter break, we had taken a family trip to Monterey because we had seen like all the crazy whale madness. That was when (laughs) the warm water blob thing was just starting to happen. Mm. And so I went down there and we saw like 30 gray whales in an hour. And then we went whale watching. We saw humpback whales and gray whales and dolphins. And I was like, what am I doing in Oregon? Like, like, get out of here. (laughs) So so when I finished, I was getting ready to finish school. I just like emailed everybody that I could find their website and was like, hi, I'm about to graduate. Do you have any jobs? <laughs> so, um, and one company was like, well, we don't have any jobs, but we do have like this volunteer program. That's like data collection and this, that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll try it, see what happens. And I just kind of figured I could like work my way into yeah. a paid position, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which, um, kind of like sorry my phone's like freaking out um (laughs) just kind of like how boats work I think really Mm -hmm. if you're looking to get into the boating industry like if you are around and you're reliable and you can pass a drug test Mm -hmm. and (laughs) pretty much get along with the crew then you can usually work your way into a boat job yep because you know, they always need people. Um, turnover can be high because it can be dangerous in some ways, but also like, it's not necessarily long-term career for everybody. So everybody like tries it. They're like, Ooh, I want to work on a boat. And then they're like, I don't like cleaning up barf or I get, (laughs) you know, or like, they're like, realize they get seasick or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so then positions are opening up. And so, um, I just kind of hung, hung around through the summer and I was like, I need to get paid if I'm going to stay for the winter. So I started working in their office. Then I ended up getting a position on the boat and that kind of unraveled from there. Um, but as far as whale nerds goes, uh, when did we start that? After we were already working at Discovery and J&M. So Slater, Eric and I were all working together at the time mm-hmm. in Monterey and we... honestly it was like it was so slow our first winter because the weather was really bad and then like just as a new business like it's just hard to compete with the Mm -hmm. really well-established businesses in our area and so there was lots of days where like we were just kind of like sitting around (laughs) not doing a lot so we were were watching free willy i think oh my god at slater's house he's like we should make a podcast i was like about what he's like about whales, like about whatever. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. I'm not kidding. Like oh my the next day 
or maybe the day after he like went and bought mics and like <laughs> he's like come on we're gonna make a podcast so we just like started making a podcast in Slater's living room holy crap I mean that's the best way to yeah. do it <laughs> I mean that's, yeah yeah so that's, that's awesome. a good thing like for Slater especially um to have him as part of the team because like when he gets an idea, he's willing to just be like, let's go. Like, let's not discuss it. Like, let's just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's not sit around and work out the details. Let's otherwise we'll never start. And you're like, yeah. in fairness, that's true. You know? Yeah. I oh, feel like yeah. that's how so. most people's issue with podcasting is, is they want it to be perfect before yeah. they get started, yeah. but you just yeah. got to start. Never be perfect. Yeah. And that's kind of, you guys were the inspiration behind us starting yes. our podcast. Cause we both were whale nerds yes. and <laughs> we were kind of like, we kind of want to do something similar, but different. Yeah. We want to make it um, like our own and unique and yeah. Know. Yeah. But definitely you guys were, I was like, they're, yeah, they're doing it. Like we can yeah. do it. So it was definitely, I mean, I different. definitely listened to other people's podcasts and like, wow, they're way more official than us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. But we yeah. like your style. We do. It feels and... like we're chatting with friends about whales. Yeah. yeah. We like that. And honestly, I was fairly new to just listening to podcasts um, when you guys first started. So it was kind of that time where I just started listening to podcasts and then you guys just so happened to release that. And it was kind of hard for me to find one that I, um, I don't know, maybe I, maybe you could say it's a podcast that was ocean related that I can relate to. And you guys Mm -hmm. were just from the very beginning, like super fun. And it was, I remember I would go to the gym and I would do my cardio and always like listen to your guys's podcast <laughs> episodes when I would do my cardio. And then sometimes I wouldn't finish it cause I would do other stuff. But, um, that was like my, like my go-to like little daily schedule type thing. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Aww, so thanks. Intro to <laughs> podcasts. And then yeah, Erica, I think like message me one day and was like I think it was like super late at night too she's like I think we should collab somehow and we're not like from the same place either she's like mm-hmm. I think we should collab somehow um and maybe start a podcast or something I don't know <laughs> so I was like okay and then a month later we finally like started talking about it and we're like well if we're gonna do it let's just do it yeah we did it on our phone I just did it, it. <laughs> yeah just did it I think everybody yeah everybody's going to ask like, how do you do, how did you do your first episode or what advice can you give? And I, we can sit here and give advice to people all day, but I think you're always going to look back at your first episode and be like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, like that was <laughs> horrible. <better. laughs> Hopefully so people I, don't go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> oh, the early days. Yeah. That's but that's funny. awesome. Yeah. You guys um, are so, inspirational. So after you got your first whale watching job in Monterey, how yeah. long did you work there? And then where did you go after that? Cause I know you've been bouncing yes. around for the last couple of years. Yeah. So I worked for, uh, one company in Monterey for like two and a half years. And then I got offered a position to manage a fishing and whale watching company in the same Harbor. Um, so I did that for just over two years, two and a half years or so also. And then, um, I, I really wanted to get out of the office and I didn't really see an opportunity to do that at the company I was at just because I was so entrenched in the normal day-to-day operations. I, mm-hmm. I didn't see a way to untangle myself and still mm-hmm. stay at the same company. Um, and I was also getting kind of restless. Like it, it can be kind of tough to stay in one place, especially mm-hmm. if a lot of people 
like it's the same people every day, especially when you're in, in management in that, like in the boat industry and stuff, like it's really, it's a small world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at some point you're like, listen, there's more to life than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to get. Yeah. Short-sighted. Like, yeah. Sucked in and be like, everything's a big deal. Now I look back at some things that like everybody on the fisherman's wharf would get worked up about. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'll get phone calls still from people down there. And I'll like, now I can just sit back and be like, I'm sorry to laugh at you, but like, no. it's really not a big deal. <laughs> They're like, it is. I'm like, but to them, it's I mean, the it, biggest thing in the world. Yeah. You're like, it does feel that way though. Yeah. Cause like, if you just get yeah. wrapped up in everybody else's reaction to something, you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I kind of got restless and I was like, well, I want to see other operations. I want to see other whales. I'm not that old yet. Like, I just want to go mm-hmm. get more experience. Like my family luckily is very, independent like my all my family members live independently on their own at their own houses they're financially stable so like I don't feel like I have any family commitments Mm -hmm. Uh, like I go home and visit and they love it when I go to a new fun place because Mm -hmm. then they come visit yeah like when I moved to Monterey my dad's like yes like (laughs) golf courses and car shows (laughs) and then my next job after Monterey I've moved out to Maui and so my sister's like yes Christmas in Hawaii (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so yeah so they're like just keep going to all the fun spots right visit I'm like great this works for me (laughs) yeah so I took a job at Pacific Whale Foundation in the fall of 2019 and, uh, we do snorkel trips and whale watch trips. And then we also have like evening, like cocktail cruises, dinner cruises, that kind of stuff. It's a really big operation. They have like, uh, seven, one, two, three. yeah, seven boats for eco tours, plus a research vessel. And then we have a whole nother operation in Australia. And then we oh, provide wow. funding and scientific advisement to two research projects, one in Chile and one in Ecuador. Wow. So it is a really big, um, company to work for. And there's some perks to that. There's also some, some cons, like this is the first job I worked that has healthcare and an HR department. It's like some revolutionary stuff in the boat world. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Moving up there. Um, I'd almost rather have the HR than the healthcare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. You're telling me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so that was like refreshing I like got the hiring packet and was like wait we get healthcare (laughs) what we get a bus pass like this is so (laughs) cool so um me and actually another another uh crew member that I had been working with at the at J&M Sport Fishing and Discovery Whale Watch we um we moved to Maui together because we were both looking for a change and it was a little easier for us to both go and we had both ended up getting hired so um yeah so we we came out and uh did all our training they actually pay for you to go through like eco U, which is like 100 hours of of classroom learning you do a bunch of training days on the boat like what a concept also like you know just be like here here's how you try a cleat see ya (laughs) now let's sit down and talk about it for a second um which is cool so that was kind of refreshing to like go through a different boat company and like have an official training program yeah. and like that kind of, I mean, a lot of that stuff I already had knowledge on, but it was nice to like see that boat companies do offer those opportunities to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, I mean, there's some drawbacks, like it is a big company. And so like maybe the personal connections and relationships Mm -hmm. that you're used to building right away on boats, like doesn't happen. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. had a pretty good time of getting, getting to know folks and getting to know my crew and like having fun with them and stuff, but it can be like a little intimidating if you're not super outgoing, you can kind of get lost in how many people are at the company. Like when we first started there, there was like just in the Maui operation between uh, main office leadership, customer care staff. We have two retail stores plus all the boat operations. You know, you're looking at a couple hundred employees. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and like, it's hard to run seven tour boats. Like that's a lot of moving parts in an operation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's been really good. So I stayed in Maui until COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And we stopped operating, I think the last day I worked was like March 18th of 2020. Wow. So I didn't quite get a full season in. And um, I stayed on the island for another month because I just want, I didn't know, you know, when not being, not being on the mainland, I was like, I don't really have a sense of how scary this really is in the United States. Because we had hardly any cases in Hawaii, but Hawaii is so fragile that like they had to just shut everything down because. Hey, ocean lovers, Kirsty here popping in to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Blackfin Coffee. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you guys have probably seen us post it so many times. Erica and I absolutely love Blackfin Coffee, and we really want you guys to try it out. Another main reason why we absolutely love Blackfin Coffee is because they are collaborating with PNW Protectors, which the PNW Protector Coffee is what we've been drinking. The reason why we love it so much is because PNW Protector is a nonprofit organization that helps spread awareness about the Southern resident orcas. So if you guys are looking for a way to support, definitely check out the PNW Protectors Coffee at www.blackfin.coffee. And if you guys want a coupon code, we have a 20% off for you for your first purchase. Your coupon code would be OceanLovers20 for 20% off. Again, that's OceanLovers20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Thanks, guys. Sorry, guys. My Something happened to my power. It froze, glitched out, so we are back. <laughs> okay. She just left the chat. I did. We didn't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... Um, <laughs> What I was saying about, you know, like just being kind of cognizant of the situation with the Hawaiian Islands, you know, like this is not their first rodeo with uh, foreign travelers bringing mm. disease to their islands. No. Like our neighbor island in Molokai has ha- had a leper colony into the late 80s. Um, and people would just get shipped there that were diagnosed with leprosy. And they're just like, Jeez. good luck. Oh, wow, you can crazy. heal over there. Mm. So, yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of a tricky situation to be in is even now trying to operate a tour operation in the midst yeah. of a pandemic is like, is this responsible? Is this perpetuating mm-hmm. like that age old issue of like bringing foreign travelers to a new place and, and, and knowing that we're doing this, you know, yeah. it's like, how mm-hmm. do we do this safely? Um, I mean, overall, I think that Hawaii is doing a really good job of managing everything um, our case numbers are still pretty low, especially if you want to compare them to everywhere else, they're definitely mm-hmm. higher than they have been, um, post Thanksgiving and Christmas and new years, and then just consistent travel, um, from places, but overall, like, you know, you have to get a COVID test before you come yeah. and, uh, masks are required everywhere. And so, yeah, 
Um, I kind of forget how we got on that whole topic of <laughs> um, basically in the just, midst of the pandemic, but I guess just some of the other places that you've been. So after yeah. you left Hawaii, where did you end up going? Uh, at first I went home because I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually right before COVID it had really become a big deal in the United States, I had lined up a summer job in Massachusetts, uh, with some friends over at Cape Ann whale watch. I had been out there a couple of years before that to visit and just kind of scope out other operations, mm-hmm. see how other people watch whales around the world. What are their boats mm-hmm. like? You know, that kind of stuff. The conference was in Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh. So I stopped off in Massachusetts, watched whales in a couple of different companies there. And I met some people at Cape Ann that were super cool. And like Jamie and I, the main naturalist, we just like hit it off. I originally went to go visit their other naturalist, Cindy, who's also awesome. She does this program called Whale Mobile um, as like one of her main uh, off-season jobs where she takes this inflatable whale oh, to schools and teach kid- yeah, teaches kids about whales. And yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. So I went to visit her, but I ended up meeting Jamie and the captain, Johnny, as well. And I was like, wow, this could be a pretty fun summer gig. And I just like could never really see my way out of Monterey. But then now that I was out of Monterey, I was like, hey do you need crew for the summer? (laughs) So I had that all lined up and then COVID happened and I was like, well, shoot. So I went back to Oregon, um, hunkered down for a while. I think I was there for like just over two months and, um, just like did random things around the house to entertain myself. I was getting some (laughs) remote work from pack whale they they qualified for the ppp program so we were doing like uh continuing education type stuff which was cool i thought i thought it was pretty beneficial and it was nice that we still got paid mm-hmm. um and then the massachusetts season finally was set to open like the last weekend in june after like delay after delay after delay mm-hmm. i kept calling like every week and being like <laughs> what did the governor say this yeah. week like what are we doing yeah <laughs> Cause I had to drive all the way to Massachusetts. I was going to oh, take my car dang. with me. Yeah. So, uh, my dad and I drove across the country in the middle of June and, um, saw like the whole nation's response to COVID like yeah. in the middle of the country at the time, they were like, what's coronavirus? <laughs> did you guys go through, which did you guys go through like North Dakota at all? South Dakota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was and I had like a hotel clerk. Yeah, our hotel clerk checked us in and was like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. They weren't wearing a mask or anything. And I was like, I just drove through five states to get to you. So I'm going to wear my mask because I want to protect you. And then like three weeks later, South Dakota had like an explosion in cases. And I was like, surprise. Yeah, totally. I'm from North Dakota and it was, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) saved hawaii so that she could destroy South Dakota. yeah seriously <laughs> oh, oh lord man. Oh. so yeah so we got out to massachusetts and then when i got there there was another delay so I was, like didn't start running trips until fourth of july weekend um but then we were on and going and so we were doing whale watching uh two times a day sometimes three times a day on the weekend at limited capacity with you know new protocols for cleaning and required yeah. masks and We had Mm -hmm. the boat taped off in six foot increments and, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of babysitting and nagging of adults to wear their masks because it was still like a really new thing for a lot of people. 
Hey everyone, Kirsty here. So you may be wondering why it's me talking and not all three of us. And I'm just going to briefly explain why that is. So if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you so much. Um, this one was a pretty chaotic one to record, but we're super happy that Caitlin was a trooper and um, stayed with us until the very end of the episode, which was awesome. So basically, um, what happened is my Wi-Fi went out about 23 minutes into the episode. We ended up getting back on about 10 minutes later, recorded for five minutes, and it went off again. At this point, I didn't want to rely too much on my Wi-Fi, so I ended up going on my phone. And then Erica and I both decided to screen record it, and then I would just merge the audio with the other two clips. When I went back to go edit, I looked at my video and realized that there was no audio. Erica also looked at her screen recording and noticed there was no audio. So at this point, we were super frustrated the other day trying to edit this episode together because there's no audio to the last eight minutes. So that's why I'm on here to just kind of finish the episode, let you guys know what happened. And even though we're super frustrated, we're still super thankful that you guys listened to it. And we know that technical difficulties happen. And we're very fortunate that we've been able to go 40 episodes without any big issues at all. And with that being said, please be sure to check out our Instagram. It is Ocean Lovers Podcast. We post daily posts as well as Instagram stories. We just like to keep you guys informed and updated on everything that goes on with the podcast. So if you guys want to stay updated with everything that goes on, definitely check us out at Ocean Lovers Podcast on Instagram. Also, when we have special guests, we like to tag them in our episode posts. So just look for episode 40 and Caitlin will be tagged in that post. So it'll be easier for you guys to check out her page and go follow her there. And of course, if you guys are looking for a way to help support the podcast, we do have a Patreon page. If you follow us on Instagram, the link is in our bio. It'll take you straight to it. And there's four different tiers to choose from. Each one has its own special perks, such as if you join, everybody gets a welcome gift. You can also vote on deep dive topics, which is a lot of fun. You'll have access to ocean news that we post. And if you're part of the sea turtle or blue whale tier, you'll also have access to our video episodes. So again, this is just a great way to help support our podcast, but along with it, you get access to special perks. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you guys in our next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ocean Lovers Podcast. For more ways to support our podcast, subscribe to our Patreon for additional content and special perks. Thanks so much for your support, and catch a new episode every Friday.